WD40. Register online for the Repair Challenge 2023 for a share in over 15 grand in prizes. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Kane and Bucks. Can't stop yeah, it's a very good morning if you're just tuning in to us. Bucks and came with you through until 9 o'clock. Jared Waitley's back with Waitley after 9 o'clock. Chris Scott, to join him, hasn't spoken much at all. So I look forward to that. And uh, Patrick Dangerfield also speaking this morning upon being announced as the new Geelong captain. You can get involved in the show, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Bucks is here. He's in good form as always. Pump yourself up. You want me to respond to that? I want to get a pump myself up. So, yep, you're right. I'm, I'm going well, I'm mate. I'm, no, you are nailing it, Kane. Let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into this interview. I'm really keen to talk to this kid. Oh, let's get to him. His name is Sam Collins. He's now one of the better defenders in the AFL, and he joins us. Sam, thanks for your time. No, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Usually I would talk about the footy and ask you about the preseason games, but I just read your article on afl.com.au and I, I love the fact that you want to be a GM of football one day and you, you have set yourself up for life after football. Just take us through this career path. Yeah, I suppose um, I had a different journey to the AFL side. So bowled over my, my bachelor's degree at Melbourne Uni in 2015 and um, since then I've just started exploring my MBA through Griffith Uni and um, yeah, I suppose seeing Wayne Campbell and John Haynes before him in that role at um, the Suns has been um, pretty cool to see, and, and I think that the kind of balance they have in terms of being hands-on with the football um, department and um, and the football team, but also uh, understand the business side and the way the um, the game works is, is pretty cool. We don't see much of it. I mean, players want to, you know, largely media or, or get into coaching, and that's a, a lot of the avenues that players go. We don't see many get into this space, and I did hear Chris Scott speak about this uh, the pathways to become a CEO or a GM of football aren't there like they are for coaching. Do you think that's something the AFL could do better? Uh, I think it's something the AFL could probably do better, but, but also it's kind of like it's on, it's on the individual to explore how they can get to that role or give themselves the best shot at getting there. I don't think you can really um, expect to walk into anything. And, um, you know, if you have to go spend 10, 15 years outside the AFL to then come back and be prepared for a role like that, then, then so be it. Um, yeah. So, Sam, you, so I called you a kid. You're 28 years old. It just makes me feel old. So that's um, that's nothing on you, mate. Apologies. Um, what's the difference between where you are as a club uh, and where you want to be? Clearly, you want to break that duck and get into the final eight. You want to play finals. Um, what are you What are you witnessing, and where are the where are the gaps that need to be filled in this season to be able to achieve that? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think, as you said, we, we definitely want to be a, um, a finals contender every single year we play football. And, um, you know, we're always working on our fitness and things like that and the aspects of the game. But I think um, in terms of raising the floor and the depth of our list is really important um, for us being capable of um, playing a, a really long season, playing deep in the finals. So I think raising the floor of our club and, and the younger players coming through in particular is, somewhere, um, is something that we can really improve on to give ourselves um, every shot of getting into the finals and then staying in there for years to come. You've had no shortage of, of um, you know, early draft picks, young players that you talk about coming in, and it's, it's, I suppose it's all about how that gels together. Your competitiveness, your attitude to the game, um, your willingness to win, how important do you feel or how much ownership do you take of that in instilling that type of attitude into the rest of your teammates? 
Yeah, I say that's the that's the role of um, particularly the older players. If um, you know, I've got guys from like Brandon Ellis who, who's been in a successful campaign, and um, we've got a really strong leadership group with guys like Tuke and Witsy. And I think that is what we're trying to instill in the younger guys: is you can be as talented as you want, but you need to be um, yeah willing to do the extra little things. You need to be committed to to the club and to the game, and um, and be willing to do the selfless things on the field that um, are actually going to be the things that um, help us make finals. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely something we're looking to instill and, and building that hunger within the younger guys to achieve finals, but also just be hungry to compete on game days is super important to um, to a successful team. Where you wear your heart on on your sleeve, and and you um, you seem to you know you, you just want you want every post to be a winner. You you um, you want to be as good as you possibly can be and contribute with everything that you've got, where does that come from? Like, is it is it for the team? Is it your own drive and, and self-belief? Where does your hunger to compete come from? Uh, I suppose my hunger to compete is kind of a way in which I can, um, I suppose, bridge the gap in talent that I don't um, probably be seen to have. And, mm. um, yeah, I suppose that my, my hunger and, and competitive drive is kind of, um, yeah, what, the way I find um, works in bridging that gap and, um, yeah, I do. I do. I am a very passionate footballer, and I and I do want to make, um, as I said, every post a winner, and make sure that I'm doing my job for the team. So there's definitely a level of um, commitment to the team and and things like that, and what they need from me. But it's also um, just probably the way I've been brought up for, since I was since I was a kid is to just give out absolutely everything you got, and um, I don't want to lose at anything I do. So um, I suppose that shines in my football. Sam Collins is with us from the Gold Coast Suns. Big year for them, clearly. Sam, there seems to be. A lot of optimism around the team and the capabilities. I've, I've interviewed Tony Cochran and Stewie Jew that they all said we're ready. And you yourself have said there's no doubts internally of what you're capable of, but that's lagging a bit from the others and it's up to them to catch up. Do you, do you feel like there is a bit of a lack of respect towards the Suns from the rest of the competition? I'm not sure if it's a lack of respect, but I definitely feel that um, where we think we're at and what we're capable of um, is probably ahead of where... Um, externally we're viewed and I think that the perception of the last 10 years is, is obviously holding us back a bit um, externally which is which is fair enough but um, you know I think that if it was a team who just bounced out of the eight for a couple of years and then um, we're having some, some leaner years and then they're ready to fire again I think that um, people would be quite excited by it and I'm not necessarily sure we'd get that level of excitement which is which is fair enough and as I said I acknowledge that that's on us as a playing group and as a club to uh, put the wins on the board and to show that um, effort every single week that we're that we're a competitive side who can who can beat anyone and um, I think that we're all excited by that challenge and and that we're in it and we're listening internally that we think we're capable and there's also 18 other teams who think they're capable this year but um, yeah you know we're definitely building and and I've seen those changes since I've come in and I strongly believe we're on the right path. There wasn't many games that you weren't in last year and uh, some games you would look back on the opportunities that you had to win. Um, how important has the scenario-based training been this pre-season and through the practice games to know what to do in each you know, particular game scenario? Yeah, it's been super important just um, having the composure in game to know what the opposition want to do and what we need to do and getting our, um, our system right is, is super important. We saw Collingwood get into the finals on the back of um, a ridiculous number of wins after one um, under one or two goals, and um, we're, we're on the wrong side of a game against them, and we're on the wrong side of another another couple there. So um, they're the ones that you have to win, and they're the ones that you have to want to be in, and have really cool, calm heads in, and um, and get the system into place to, to give yourself every chance. So it's been super important for us this year 
um, yeah, the, the win the game and save the game scenarios. And, um, you know, on the back of that, we don't want to be in that position as much as we can be, but um, they're the ones that you, that you absolutely have to win. And we saw that with Collingwood last year. So who, like, who drives that? It's tough from the coach in the coach's box to get that message out by the time the runner gets out there and, and speaks. So it's got to be it's got to be you and it's got to be your leadership group. Do you have code words? Do you have names? Just just give us an insight into knowing what to do at what at what stage. Yeah, so we obviously go through the system with the with the coaches and everything. We'll watch that back on the vision, but on the field, it's um, we'll, we'll see the the board we need to see or the the message will come out by the runner with the with the keywords that we need, and then it's on us to to implement the um, the system that we want. I think the the most important thing is is you can have a system in place, but the you never know what's going to be happening on game day. So just having that um, calmness and composure to we want a plus one back and, and we want to get it from wherever we want to get it from. If that person isn't there, then just get it somewhere else and then we can sort it out later on. So just making sure that you're, you're really flexible within the system is, is really important and that is on the leaders of all lines, the forwards, mids and backs. We all work together and it's super important that we get that done in an efficient manner and, and we're just um, calm and composed when we're doing that. The standard question this time of year is who's been uh, tearing the track up and, and who um, who are the players, you know, whether they're, they're new or they've been there for a while, who are the players that you expect to, to have really strong seasons uh, and important ones for the Suns? Yeah, I'm really excited by Charlie Constable. He's come to the back line this year and I think that he's um, he's giving us a lot off, off the half back line there in terms of his ball use, but also his leadership's been outstanding from the get-go. He's only been here for... Um, one pre-season in the back line and um, the way in which he leads and, and he wants the ball in his hands and he's excited to be involved in offence and defence. Um, he's going to be one to watch this season, from my opinion. Um, and I'm also really excited by Sammy Flanders. He's absolutely flying at the moment. Um, he's been at the club for a while now. He's, he's got um, a lot of talent and, and that's really coming to the fore this year. But um, his work rate and his competitiveness um, this pre-season has been an absolute another level. Ready to unleash Ben King this week? Geez, I hope so. Um, he's a big boy this season, so um, if, if someone else can be playing on him, I'll be happy. But I think he's uh, he's just about due back, and um, we're really excited to have him. He's going to add a different dynamic to our team. Um, but most importantly, he's going to get back to doing what he loves. been a hard road, and it is for anyone who does an ACL, and we're, we're super excited for, for him to be out there as soon as he can. Do you personally look at your draw? It's a tough first five. Uh, three games against, you know, top four or top six sides, Sydney, Geelong and Freeman. Or have you had a look at it or you don't bother with that? Oh, I think I, I know our first three games off by heart and I'm personally pretty excited by, by those. I, I suppose what a way to find out where you sit um, playing, you know, Sydney, Essendon and, and Geelong in the first three rounds. It's going to be very exciting for us and um, what a great challenge, you know. I don't think the, the draw really matters too much. Like, it definitely mm. does, but we were 2-5 and five at the round seven last year and we ended up being 7-7 seven and seven or something like that afterwards. So the games are there to be won. It's on us to, to give ourselves every every opportunity we can to win it. And, um, yeah, I'd like to be the best, so let's take them on early. And as a footy boss, a future footy boss, how have you seen this, the, the Suns' management of your salary cap? Yeah, look, obviously I'm not, not super, super in on that, but um, yeah, it's obviously one of the mechanisms for, for um, air quality in the competition and it's something that has to be managed really carefully and, and I think that um, to do that well and you look at the clubs who do do it well, like Geelong, there's definitely a level of selflessness and understanding um, what you're sacrificing for the greater good of the team. Um, but um, that probably goes hand in hand with, with winning games of football and... and um, yeah, I think that when we start winning, and I think already um, we've seen guys starting to think of the greater good of the club and 
um, where they want to be. And I think it's a really important um, part of it, but it's also important that the players um, are willing to sacrifice and have their fingerprints on something so they can they can say that they contributed to being the first Gold Coast Suns team to play finals and, and hopefully mm. in the near future win a premiership. Now, Sam, legend has it that you completed a full Ironman on your own in the gym a couple of years ago. Is that correct? Oh, it was a, a mock mock Ironman. It wasn't quite quite the whole thing. So um, I went for a, for a fair few hours, but um, definitely not as hard as the real thing. So you were just off your own bat? Did you drag anyone with you or was it just something that you felt like you wanted to do to prepare? No, it was kind of, I was injured at the time and it was kind of um, a different way to challenge myself and um, yeah, I was excited by it and yeah, spent a few hours on the bike and on the ski erg and, and doing things like that and in the pool and yeah, it was, it was just, just kind of exciting and, and something different to do and see how far and deep you can go. What distances are we talking about? Oh, Jesus, a while ago. Maybe um, <laughs> like... Four k's, one eighty, and twenty k's on the ski. Twenty k's on the ski, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're a machine. So you're a bit, bit, there's, there's a little bit of a screw loose there. I like it. Well done. I love that <laughs> too, uh, Sammy. Good luck on Saturday. The Suns take on the Giants in their last preseason game. Round one is against Sydney. That's going to be big. Thanks for your time, mate, and good luck for the year. Thanks, Kane. Thanks, well, thanks. Appreciate it. Sam Collins joining us from the Suns. Uh, let's hope they're ready to go and, and play finals for the first time. Uh, this is SEN Breakfast for the Kogan Money credit card packed full of value and for WD40. Register online for the repair challenge to win.